Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. Today, you're tuning in for our annual summer series at the movies, where we explore the spiritual truths behind some of Hollywood's biggest hits. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. Good morning, Liquid Church. Can we give a big welcome to Church Online, all our campuses? Great to see you guys. My name's Tim, and I'm one of the pastors here. So glad you're with us for At The Movies. Now is the appropriate time to pop open your popcorn, people. Okay, we're using uh, popcorn and Cokes for communion today. Uh, Not really, but this is our our annual August series. What we do is we look at some of Hollywood's biggest hits, some of the spiritual themes, because if you notice, the movies we watch, the shows we stream, the episodes uh, we binge watch, they really have some deeply embedded theme about the human heart. And uh, I think today uh, you're going to really be impacted because my friend, Pastor Mark Johnson, is here from The Journey. It's a wonderful church in Newark, Delaware. Can we welcome Mark and his wife, Susie, who are here with their kids? Let's welcome these guys. We're so glad for them. I want to let you know, if you are ever in the Delaware area, this is the church to go to. Uh, the Journey is an amazing church. People who maybe, and maybe you're here for the first time. It's a lot like liquid. Maybe you've given up on uh, religion, but you haven't given up on God yet. You know, you're in the right place. We want you to have a real vibrant relationship with Jesus. And Pastor Mark is going to teach us how today. So all our campuses, let's give a big, warm, liquid welcome to Pastor Mark Johnson, my brother. Thank you, my man. So Thanks, grateful Tim. for you and Susie. Love Thank you guys. You. Grateful. Love you. What's up, Liquid Church? How's everybody doing? Sunday, fun day. Glad you're here. Welcome to church. And uh, it's a real honor to be here with you this weekend. My wife and I love uh, your pastors, your leaders here, Pastor Tim and Colleen, all the staff and all the team. Would you just help me honor your pastors and leaders? Can we do that together? Yeah. And at our church, The Journey, we learn so much from you. You may not have realized it, but our team learns from uh, what you're doing here to reach people with the message of Jesus. And I look up to Pastor Tim so much. It's not just because he's a little bit older than me. (laughs) Had to throw that in there. But also because he's a little bit further along in his leadership, and I respect him and learn so much from him. And I'm honored to be here, very honored to have my wife, Susie, my kids, Maddie and Connor in the house today. I love them very, very much. Yes. And uh, if you're here for the first time, I'm so glad you joined us. We are, as Pastor Tim mentioned, looking at movies and TV shows that we love and asking the question, How can the search for something beyond us that shows up again and again in the movies we watch, the stuff we watch, point us to a God who has more for us than we can imagine? So today, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man. When I was a kid, I loved Spider-Man. I don't know how many Spider-Man fans are in the house, but he, you know, he was young, skinny, and awkward, which kind of reminded me of somebody I knew at the time, so... I was like, if he can be a hero, I can be a hero. You know, all the rest of them were big and muscular, and you probably already figured out that I'm not. So I looked up to to Spider-Man. I wanted to be Spider-Man when I got a little older. And in the movie Spider-Man, Far From Home, not to be confused with the most recent film, No Way Home. Uh, They're just going to ride that home theme for a while, I think. But in Far From Home, we catch up with Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man. If that's a big surprise to you. You probably are not a Spider-Man fan. 
Uh, but Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and we catch up with him on his last day of high school, right before a big summer vacation, a class trip with a group of fellow students from his high school. They're going to Europe for their summer class trip. Now, I don't know what kind of high school you went to. We did not go to Europe on class trip. I think we went mini golfing. I believe that was our, our class trip, the school I went to. But Peter Parker's headed to Europe and he's so excited. He needs a break from all the saving the world stuff that he's been doing as Spider-Man. He misses his mentor, Iron Man, aka Tony Stark, who actually dies in the movie right before this one. I'm so sorry if you were catching up on the Marvel movies. Now you know what happens. You can be prepared. And he's looking for this trip most of all because Peter Parker is about to reveal his undying love to a girl named MJ who does not know that he's Spider-Man yet. And this is where Peter runs into attention that we'll all face at some point in our lives. You've already experienced this, or if you haven't, it won't be long. And that is the tension between what we plan to do with our lives and what the world around us and the people we care about sometimes need us to do with our lives. So as we jump into the story today, open your mind to the possibility that God might have bigger plans in mind for you than you realized. I have a plan. Okay, first, I'm going to sit next to MJ on the flight. Mm. Second, I'm going to buy a dual headphone adapter and watch movies with her the whole time. Okay. Three, when we go to Venice, Venice is super famous for making stuff out of glass, right? True. So I'm going to buy her a black dahlia necklace because her favorite flower is the black dahlia because of, well... The murder. The murder. Four, when we go to Paris, I'm going to take her to the top of the Eiffel Tower, give her the necklace, oh. and then five, I'm going to tell her how I feel. And then six, hopefully she tells me she feels the same way. Oh, don't forget step seven. Step seven. Don't do any of that. Why? Because we're gonna be bachelors in Europe, Peter. Ned, look, I may not know much, but I do know this. Europeans love Americans. Really? And more than half of them are women. Okay, sure, but I really like MJ, man, okay? She's awesome, she's super funny in a kind of dark way, and sometimes I catch her looking at me and I feel like I've stood up way too, she's coming up. Just don't say anything. What up, dorks? Excited about the science trip? Hey, uh, yeah, we're just talking about the trip. Yeah, and Peter's plan. You have a plan? I don't, I don't have a plan. No, he's, he's just gonna collect tiny spoons when we're traveling to other countries. Like, like a grandmother? I'm not collecting tiny spoons, he's collecting tiny spoons. Oh, okay, well, that was a real roller coaster. <laughs> if there's one thing I know, Europeans love Americans. That's, it's gotta be true. Before you leave today, don't worry, you're gonna get to see Spider-Man in action, but first, let's focus on Peter Parker. So. Peter, who is Spider-Man without the costume, has a plan for his life, like so many of us do. Maybe like him, we're students and we're trying to make the most of our last week of summer and figure out what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks to, to really experience life this summer so we can brag about it when we go back to school. Maybe we're further along in life and we're looking for the right job to take or the right person to date or just the right thing to do next weekend. This is part of what makes us human. We plan, right? We're not even always aware that we're doing it. We just, we can't help ourselves. We don't think about just what's now. We think about what's next. We're all busy most of the time making plans for our lives. And whatever you believe about God, you probably have some plans for your life right now. Big plans, small plans, plans that are all about you, plans that involve other people. And you want those plans to work out just the way you planned. 
and they might. Or as so many of us have discovered, it's possible they might not. I've had a lot of plans for my life, and some have honestly worked out better than I planned. But others, can I tell you, those are moments when my plans fell apart completely. When everything that I thought was going to happen doesn't take place the way I hoped it would take place. And here's what I continue to learn. We read this in the Bible. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. In other words, we have a powerful ability to choose what we want to do with our lives, but it's important to remember that we're not ultimately in control. And I don't know about you, but I don't like that reminder. I am a somewhat recovering control freak. Anybody else? I like to know the plan. And sometimes God's plans catch up with us before we think we're ready. In Peter Parker's case, there's a guy named Nick Fury. Now, that's important. Nick Fury is the head of the Avengers, the superhero team that Spider-Man is supposed to be a part of. You know, the Incredible Hulk, the Black Widow, Thor, all of these superheroes. Nick Fury's their boss, and the boss has big plans for Peter Parker, and so does the rest of the world. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. Nick Fury's gonna call me? Yeah. Why? Why? Because he probably has some hero stuff for you to do. You're a superhero. He, he calls superheroes. Well, I mean, if it was really that important, he'd probably call someone else, not me. Apparently not. That's it. No caller ID? That's him. I don't really want to talk to Nick answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. Well, why don't you want to talk to him? Because I'm scared. Just answer the phone. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? Yeah. You don't send Nick Fury to voicemail. Did you hear that? They're calling me. It's, I gotta go. I you, gotta go. You gotta talk to him. I'm gonna call him. I promise you I'm gonna call him. I will. You do not ghost Nick Fury. I promise you. I'll call him. After my trip. Hey. Yeah. I, no, no, he's not ghosting. Avenger now? Uh, no, I'm not. If the aliens come back, what are you gonna do? Does anyone have any neighborhood questions? Sean Winfield, Queen's Tribune. What is it like to take over from Tony Stark? Those are some big shoes to fill. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go. Thanks so much, everyone, for coming. Peter doesn't want to save the world. He just wants to get back to summer vacation. And when a reporter asks him, how does it feel to replace Tony Stark? Remember Iron Man, Peter's mentor? He's uncomfortable. Those are big shoes to fill. And he just doesn't feel ready. I don't know where you land spiritually, but maybe you feel like you're not ready for what life's asking of you right now. Maybe you feel like you're not ready for what God may be asking of you. I've been there. When God nudges us to take a step, to grow spiritually, to do more that matters, to lead, to give, to forgive, we feel like we're not ready. Maybe you don't feel ready to start high school or college this fall. Maybe you don't feel ready to start scaling the business that you launched and the demands, the pressures are looming over you. Maybe you don't feel ready for a relationship that's struggling or a difficult season in your marriage or the divorce your parents are going through or being single, surrounded by friends who aren't. Maybe you don't feel ready for parenthood or retirement or just what's waiting for you at work tomorrow. And maybe you don't feel ready to take the next step God has for you spiritually. You just don't feel prepared. Why? Because you have other plans 
for your life. And I get it. We all do. So what do we do when God tries to get our attention, when he calls us through an environment like this, a church service like this, through a a conversation with someone who maybe leans in a little bit and asks us some questions that are difficult for us to answer. What do we do in those moments when God is calling us to something more? Well, often, just like Peter, we end up ghosting God. I mean, how many of us, if we're honest, have sent God to voicemail on occasion? It's like, I know God is calling me. I know God is leading me. I know God wants to do more with my life, but I'll get to what he wants after this semester, after this season, after this struggle. We procrastinate what God has for us, and we keep chasing our own plans because we don't feel ready. And then I think we don't feel totally confident that we can trust God. It's a difficult thing to put our trust in God, to really believe that the plans he has for us will be good for us in the long run, even if they require something difficult of us in the moment. And you know what? We're not alone. People have been ghosting God for a long time, sending him to voicemail, waiting, procrastinating. In fact, here's what God told some people in the Bible who were struggling to trust him, who didn't feel ready for what he was asking them to do. He said, for I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. I think God wants to reassure us of the very same thing today, that the plans he has for us are plans for good. But to experience those plans, we're going to have to let go of some of our own plans. And that requires Faith. In fact, put it this way my plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. God's plans usually mean doing what's hard now and easier later. See, in my picture for my life, everything goes smoothly right out of the gate. There are no delays, there's no delayed gratification. In my vision for my life, the rewards are immediate. I just do the thing and immediately experience the benefit. That's how. So many of us are used to living, but if I just pursue my plans, my immediate plans, my ways of achieving what I want in the moment, eventually I'm going to face the regret of missing the bigger picture God had in mind. But when I pursue God's plans, even though it requires letting go of what I think I want at first, my life gets better over time. Peter Parker goes on vacation as planned. But then things don't go according to plan at all. While they're in Venice, a crazy water monster, an elemental, shows up while Peter's in this city trying to enjoy his class trip with his friends. So he goes into Spider-Man mode to intervene. But another superhero, Mysterio, swoops in to save the day. And afterward, Nick Fury, remember the boss of the Avengers, the guy who calls the shots, tries to get Spider-Man back on board with saving the world. And Peter tries to say, No, he just wants to enjoy his summer vacation. So Nick Fury reroutes Peter's class trip and causes it to end up in a city where another elemental, this time a fire monster, is going to show up. And now, like it or not, Spider-Man will need to respond. But not even Nick Fury is sure that he's ready. Wow, this place is so classy. Yeah, so why are we here? Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm home. What can I say? The squeaky wheel gets the upgrade grease. Uh, everyone gets settled in, rest up, because tonight, big surprise, is Prague's annual Carnival of Lights. Yeah. Hello? 
Parker, it's Hill. There's an earpiece with your suit. Put it on and await further instructions. Understood? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Hey, ma'am. Hey. Look, I am so sorry if I seem like I'm preoccupied with my relationship. You know, I'm still your guy in the chair. No, no, no. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Okay. Great, great. It's fine. <laughs> so, what's the status on the elemental thing? Where's it gonna happen? Uh, here in the city. Peter, we're here. I know, I know. It's not good. It's, I'm figuring it out. You have to do something, Peter, please. We're all counting on you. Ned. Yeah, yeah, babe. Well, the good news is we've all got our own rooms. Parker? Parker! Yes, sir? That thing's going to be here in a few hours. Are we boring you? He's not bored. He's just thinking about how you kidnapped him. He had obstacles. I removed them. They still won't evacuate the city. Well, idiots. So what's the plan, Parker? I will be in the cathedral tower, keeping watch for the fire monster. When that shows up, I will radio you guys, and then that Mr. Beck and I will- My name is Mysterio. <laughs> That's when Mysterio and I will move in. Peter, listen to me. The best hope you have, the only hope, is to stop it here now, no matter what the cost. Maneuver it away from civilians if you can, but most important, keep it away from metal. If it gets too big, it'll be able to draw power from the Earth's core. After that, there's no way to stop it. Hey man, my friends are here. And I can't help but think that we're putting them in danger. You worried about us hurting your friends? You, who called a drone strike on your own school tour bus? Stark gave you a multi-billion dollar AR tactical intelligence system and the first thing you do with it is try and blow up your friends. It's clear to me that you were not ready for this. When Fury asked me to come up here and see how you were doing, he just, he felt bad about snapping at you. Really? You guys do have sarcasm on this earth, right? <laughs> how are you feeling? Uh... I didn't think I was going to have to save the world this summer. I know that makes me sound like such a jerk. I just, I had this plan with this girl that I really like, and now it's all ruined. You're not a jerk for wanting a normal life, kid. That's a hard path. You see things, you do things, you make choices. People look up to you. Even if you win a battle, sometimes they die. I like you, Peter. You're a good kid. There's a part of me that wants me to tell you to just turn around, run away from all this. And then there's another part of me that knows what we're about to fight, what's at stake. And I'm glad you're here. Me too. What's the plan, Peter? Mysterio gets it. You're not a jerk for wanting a normal life. Let me ask you a question. Is that true? I think about times I've wished for a normal life, whatever that is, when the pressures of starting a church felt like more than I was ready for, when raising a kid with special needs seemed outside my skill set. In fact, if you're a parent, when raising kids at all seemed outside of my skill set. 
I think of those moments in life when money was tight or days were long or conflict seemed constant when God was asking me maybe to make a difficult decision or have a hard conversation or forgive someone who did me wrong. You've probably been there. You've wanted a normal life too because life would be easier without all these responsibilities, right? Well, at least easier at first. Remember, our plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. But God's plans usually mean doing what's hard now and easier later. So whose plan will we choose? Our plan or God's plan? When God asks us to live a life of serving others rather than just being served, will we run away or will we step up? When God asks us to be generous with what we have, will we hold it all close to our chest or will we open our hands and give it away? See, you may not feel ready, but your world, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your college peers, your church, your world needs you to not run away. If you're a parent, even if you don't feel qualified, even if you're doing it alone or trying to battle through schedules with an ex, you're that kid's parent, and they need you to not run away. If you're a business owner or a manager, your employees need you to not run away. They need you to not run away from integrity and run away from what's best, not just for the company you lead or the team you lead, but for the people who are in it. If you're a follower of Jesus, the people you could be influencing or inviting to experience more of God, they need you to not run away. And the good news is, if you'll step up, if you'll stand and fight for what matters, for God's plan for your life, he'll provide everything you think you lack. That's what Jesus promised. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So what will it be? Easy now and hard later, or hard now and easier later? Together, Mysterio and Spider-Man defeat the fire monster. Mission accomplished, or so it seems. Still, though, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is reluctant at the moment the world needs him to be resilient. You got gifts, Parker, but you didn't want to be here. Mr. Fury, I... I'd love to have you in Berlin, too. But you've got to decide whether you're going to step up or not. Stark chose you. He made you an Avenger. I need that. The world needs that. Maybe Stark was wrong. Was he? choice is yours. Let's get a drink. I'm not 21. We gotta celebrate. Did something good tonight. Yeah. Fury was right. Tony did a lot for me, so I owe it to him, to everybody. Do you? Yeah. I mean, Mr. Stark gave me a chance to be more. He wanted me to be better than him. And Fury just wants me to live up to that. What do you want, Peter? What do you mean? What do you want? I don't know. What do you want, you, Peter Parker, now? 
I know you're thinking about I it. I want to go on my trip, right? I want to go back on my trip with my friends and go to the top of the Eiffel Tower with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel and give her a kiss. No. Shut up, man. <laughs> you're not going to do that, are you? No, I can't. Why not? Because I have too much of a responsibility. Oh my god, thank you so much. What are those? Are those the Edith glasses, yeah. They were just on the floor? Try them on, let's see how they look on you. Yeah? Yeah. I actually really like them. Can I be completely honest with you? Please. They look really stupid. Oh. But maybe they have a contact lens version of them. You try them on. No, come on. Try them on. I don't want I don't want to try them on. Come on. What do you think, kid? Next Tony Stark, I trust you. For the next Tony Stark, I trust you. What? Mrs. Stark left me a message with those glasses. For the next Tony Stark, I trust you. I'm still not following. How many lemonades have you had? He knew every mistake I ever made, okay? So he must have known that I was not ready for something like this. Why would he give it to you? Because maybe he didn't trust me to have Edith. He just trusted me to pick who should. It makes so much more sense. He always knew I would do what's right, and he's not going to give them to Fury because Fury would just give himself Edith. No, no, you're probably right about that. Right, so the world needs the next Iron Man, and it's not going to be me. I mean, I'm a 16-year-old kid from Queens. It needs to be an adult with some experience and that's good, like Tony Stark, like you. No, Peter, come on. No. Edith? Hello, Peter. Hi. Yeah, um... I'd like to transfer your control over to Quentin Beck. Peter, what are you doing? Doing the right thing. Any transfer will require confirmation. Stark gave you the glass. Stark gave me a choice. It's my choice to make, okay? And I'm gonna make it. Look, you're a soldier, a leader. You stopped the elementals, you saved my life, you saved the world, okay? He'd want you to have them. Waiting for confirmation. Confirm. Welcome to the Avengers. Look good on you. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. Mr. Stark would have really liked you. Where are you headed? I'm gonna go find MJ. Good luck, kid. I'll give you about a 50-50 chance. You're pretty awkward, so. <laughs> yeah. See you later, man. See ya. See, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> Somebody get this stupid costume off me! Surprised. So Tony Stark, Iron Man, left Peter, Spider-Man, this special pair of glasses called Edith. He intended for Peter to become the next leader of the Avengers, but Peter doesn't feel ready. He just wants to go on his trip, get close to MJ as planned. 
So what does he do? He turns the glasses over to Quinn Beck, Mysterio. And it turns out Mysterio is not who he appeared to be. Peter thinks maybe someone else can do what I'm not ready or willing to do. Maybe then I can get on with my plans. And maybe you've thought that too. But God gave you the gifts you have. God gave you the opportunities you have. God gave you the people you have around you right now. And there's no one else who can be you. No one else can be the dad that you can be for your kid. No one else can notice that other student the way you can and show them the kindness of Jesus. No one else can give what you can give. No one else can do what you can do. You have more power than you realize. And you know what comes with great power, right? Great responsibility. Come on, Spider-Man fans. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility and you have great responsibility. So do I. So as it turns out, all the monsters are illusions engineered by Mysterio. They're all projected holograms and drones. And the real enemy isn't the water monster or the fire monster. The real enemy is Quentin Beck. It's Mysterio, the guy who tried to convince Peter, remember earlier, that he wasn't a jerk for wanting a normal life. What if our real enemy is whatever little voice right now is trying to convince us to pursue our plans for a normal life while ignoring or putting off God's plans for a significant life. Say, well, how do I know the difference? Well, your plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. While God's plans usually mean doing what's hard now and easier later. So which will you choose? MJ, the girl Peter likes, figures out that he's Spider-Man. Together they figure out that Mysterio is a fraud. He's behind all of these disasters and all of these monsters. But now Mysterio is after all of them. Peter did what was easy in the moment, follow his own plan. Now he's going to have to do something very hard, go up against Mysterio. So now we get to the action and it's a little intense, but just remember, it's all an illusion. I don't like this. Something's definitely up. You're an FOS now, friend of Spider-Man. And you have to remember, just stay calm. Yeah, that doesn't look good. But it's, it's fake, so there's nothing to worry about. And the kids are in the kill zone. Great work, Gooderman. Cue the lightning. Cueing lightning. Is this still safe on the top, or should we all... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is the bus driver's side? Yeah, the bus driver's gone! Oh! Okay. Is it okay? Mr. Dillon, I have it under control! No, 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 okay. don't drag me into the truck! I'm doing my best, Julius! Oh, oh the wizards are back! Oh, my God, get off the bus! level threat. This way! This way! Okay! Okay! Oh, my 
Eyes are over, Beck. Uh, this certainly isn't ideal, but I have contingencies. Edith? Just give me the glasses. You want these? Come and get them. These drones firing. You're in the strike zone. The chance of getting no, hit is. Fire all the drones now! to me and I trusted you I know that's the most disappointing part you're a good person Peter such a weakness Stark was right you do deserve that Trick me anymore. Edith, turn off the drones! Biometric scan complete. Welcome back, Peter. Shall I execute Just all cancellation protocols? Do it! Execute them all! Confirmed. Give me the spear. That's a helper. Spider-Man finally steps up, yeah. <laughs>
He gets inside the illusion, defeats Mysterio, saves his friends. And in the process, Peter's reminded that he has what Mysterio calls a weakness. He's a good person. What makes someone a good person? In the end, isn't it a willingness to lay aside our own plan and pursue God's in a way that will benefit someone else? When you think about it, that's what Jesus did for us. He faced the same tension that we face in his humanity, but he chose God's plan. Listen to what Jesus prays right before he goes to a cross and lays down his life for us. My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will, your plan to be done, not mine. Here's what Jesus knew. Our plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. But God's plans usually mean doing what's hard now and easier later. And good news, it's never too late to make that decision. It's never too late to stop pursuing your own plans and start pursuing God's plans. And if we'll do that, even though it seems harder at first, God will provide everything we need. Uh, uh, MJ! Hey! Are you okay? I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, is everybody else okay? Yeah, everyone's okay. What happened? There was just the drones and they were following us and then, and then they just stopped. Was that you? Yeah. Did you get him? Yeah. Well, I, um, brought that in case you needed some help. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's sweaty guy in the tower with us. I think he, like, works for you or something. He, um, he gave me this. No. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had this plan, this stupid plan, and I wrote it all down, and I was going to buy you this. I gave it to Paris at the top. And you kissed me. <laughs> I don't really have much luck when it comes to getting close to people. So I lied. I wasn't just watching you because I thought you were Spider-Man. <laughs> That's great. Black Dahlia, like the, the murder. murder. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry it's broken. I actually like it better broken. I really like you. I really like you, too. <laughs> okay, I should, um, I should probably get back to the class. I'll go and... Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that if you follow God's plan, you'll always get the girl <laughs> or the guy or the promotion or the exact circumstances you think you wanted. But I do believe this, commit your actions to the Lord 
and your plans will succeed. Does that mean it'll always be easy? No. What it means is that if you'll make God's plans your plans now, he has a way of making your plans his plans later. In other words, God will never let you give up something to honor him without rewarding you in the end. He's faithful. That when we let go of what we think we want and we pursue what he desires, he's faithful to give us what we need. So what would it look like right now for you to step up to God's plan for your life? Maybe it looks like turning away from something that's keeping you from God's best. Maybe there's a habit you're holding on to, a relationship that isn't healthy. Maybe there's even something in your life that God would call sin. And he's asking you to confess it, leave it behind, and follow Jesus more fully so you can experience his plan for you. Maybe it's serving others. You've made all the excuses, but you know what? The world needs your contribution. It's time to step up and serve. Maybe God's calling you to give, to be generous, but you've been so busy chasing your plans to get ahead that you haven't pursued God's plan to put him first. And it's time to be faithful to God and trust that he'll be faithful to you. Whatever it is, you're probably going to have to act before you feel ready. But it'll be worth it in the end. So as we get ready to wrap up week two of At The Movies, if you're here today, if you're at any of our locations, if you're watching online and you would say, I'm ready to take a step toward God's plan for my life. Maybe it's a second step, a fifth step, an 80th step. Maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time and you thought he was going to stop asking you to take steps and he hasn't. But if you would say, I'm ready to take the next step, even if it means doing what's hard now, I'm trusting God with the plans he has for me. I wonder, would you just shoot your hand up all over the room, every location, watching online, just shoot that hand up toward heaven. Well, let me pray for us. Open your heart up to God with me. Father, we come to you, our God and our King. And first, we submit our plans to you. God, there's nothing wrong with us having plans, we're made in your image. So we were made to plan. But God, we're sorry for sending you to voicemail. We're sorry for procrastinating what you're calling us, leading us to do in a fruitless effort to accomplish our plans our own way. God, we're repenting of that today. And then would you make this prayer personal for you? Just say something like, God, I'm willing to take the next step toward what you have for me. I want to be faithful to you. I'm trusting that you'll be faithful to me. And if I'll do what's hard now, it'll be easier later. And for just a moment more, for any of you that are, again, in the room or at any of our locations, and you don't yet have a real relationship with God, you don't know Jesus personally, I want you to know that that can change today. Today can be your day to say yes to following Jesus and to start doing life with God. For that to happen, you're going to have to let go of the life you've lived without God. You had a plan for your life. You're going to have to let go of that. Let go of control to the God who created you and his son Jesus who came to save you. You're going to have to put your faith in Jesus, trusting him to be leader and Lord of your life. And that might feel like a really big step, and it is. It can be a hard step. To admit that the life you've lived without God isn't working and that you need him in your life can be a hard step. But can I tell you, it leads 
to such a better life in the future for you. A life that's fulfilled. Not always easy, but full of purpose and meaning. And if you want to take that step today, I'm going to lead us in one more prayer. This is your opportunity. If you don't have a real relationship with God yet, this can be your moment. I'm going to invite, invite all of us again to open our hearts up to God. And then if that's you, if you want to begin following Jesus right where you are, whisper out a prayer of faith, something like this. You can use my words if it helps you. Pray with faith in your heart. Jesus, today, I'm giving control of my life to you. I believe you died to forgive my sins. I believe you rose again and you're real. And Jesus, from this moment on, I'm going to follow you. And if that's you today, I want you to know I'm celebrating with you. Welcome to the family of God. Can we all together give Jesus all the praise and all the thanks? Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.